Boomer in the Morning with Ryan Pinder on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Corey Sarge has joined us here in Mahogany. It is the Hospital Home Lottery Beautiful Show Home. Nine, it's, it's $3 million grand prize. It's not Jeez. just that you're getting... And you're getting money and you're getting cars. It's unbelievable. But So here's the thing. You've got until midnight tomorrow. It is the absolute final deadline. Midnight, May 31st, Friday the 13th, gentlemen. Just so you, so you know about that. But um, all the other stuff, it's all done. We've told you about bonus this and early bird that. No, get in. Get, get it because now is the time. Hospital, uh, CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com is the website. We'll talk more about it a little bit later on this morning as the show continues with, uh, with Valerie Ball. She'll be in uh, about 15, 20 minutes or so. Then in uh, hour number three, Mike Meldrum. Corey Sarich is here. You made the two-hour trek from your home to here. Yeah, I was thinking I could, I could definitely live in this place. Yeah, well, you got to buy your tickets. Wait, Let's wait, go. Wait, wait. This is like... A, a, I don't yeah, even you know just, what postal code they have down here. They got kids. They got schools and stuff. You bring your kids down here. There's a beach fine. club right across That's the right. lake there. Just, it's tough for me. I have a rule. I only go to the southeast between 10 and 2 on a weekday. Oh, really? That's mm. a weird kind of so, rule. Even with the ring road, you're... It's not quite finished. Yeah. Yeah, our portion's really dragging things down the northwest. It is. You yeah, know? you guys can get Once together. it's complete, it'll be a treat to come here. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get to it. Enough of, the, enough of you harping around here the, some uh, serious uh, north south of the river stuff we have established brian and i in hour one uh it is it's my nature i guess i did <laughs> not see a comeback in any way shape or form coming it just seemed between how dallas was playing how ottinger was playing and more specifically how poorly calgary was playing compared to two nights earlier calgary imposed their will and i know daryl kind of deflected but they had the shots on goal, the scoring chances were through the roof. It felt more of an inevitability that if if there were any kind of hockey gods, the Flames were going to break through and win that thing two nights ago. They did not deserve anything more than they had through two periods last night. For the most part, it was so easy for the Dallas Stars to defend, so credit to them for doing it. But it, it, to me, it was more about what the Flames weren't doing that made this look very bleak after 40 despite it being one nothing yeah it was i completely agree with the sloppiness of the game uh guys mishandling the puck um few guys tripping all over themselves out there and that's bound to happen like let's set this game up let's just go right into it as compared to the game before they're on the road no home crowd it's a must-win game they know what they have to do. I just think it's a little easier setting to do it in. All of a sudden, you're at home. Yes, this game is of the same magnitude. you got the weight of the world on your shoulder, shoulders in front of your home crowd who's chomping at the bit, who want this every bit as bad as you do. Oh, yeah. And this is, you know, you lose this one, wow. There are questions to be answered. Doubts creep in. So for these guys to be playing tight and sloppy at the start of the game, I think it's human nature. I would love to see them come out and just throttle the Dallas Stars and crank it wide open, but can you really expect guys in that situation to crack it wide open? They're thinking like, oh, God, I don't want to be the guy. 
like if I turn this puck over here and I don't do this. So I think they played a bit of a safe brand of hockey at the start. But again, Dallas comes out, adjusts their game. They have four guys back, back checking, like two forwards, two D back every time. Like there was no room for the Calgary Flames to move early in that game. It was stifling their back pressure, the Dallas Stars. They were making sure that they didn't lose Lindholm in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like Kachuk, Goudreau, they tried a few chances to get it to him. Didn't really happen. But I just think the tone of that game, it was a real feeling out period for the Calgary Flames at the start. So it, it it's not a great brand of hockey, but there, there's a lot of tension there. And, and I think it, it just takes a little bit to get into the game to kind of get through that as a player. As the game went along, it's just because, like, no one's cut. There's been, what, one lead change? You score first, you win. Yeah, game three. And as you get through period one and two, you're realizing whoever scores first here, it, it, just with every passing minute, that's one less minute for the other team to come back. The next goal is is even more enormous than it has been all series. So then when Robertson scores, and in the fashion that it was, mm-hmm. it was off their guy and in, it's, this is not their night. It, a, a crappy bounce, and he, I know on the panel he said, you knew it was going to be an ugly one. It was going <laughs> to get in because both goalies were playing so well. So what, there was the, after 40, you talk in the room, Daryl comes out, he's set his piece, he's out on the bench with two, three minutes before the team even comes out. It's. I wonder too if they saw it maybe similarly that you lose this and this this could be this, the ramifications are really big here because you don't like your chances of having to beat this team now twice in a row. You haven't done it yet. Yeah, and I don't think Daryl has to say anything. Like you know, you know where you are when you're sitting there in that dressing room in between the second and third, and you got to find more. You got to find a way, and you got a period to do it. It seems a little bit daunting, especially the way that this series has gone. I listen to you guys on my way here. Um, Thanks talk. for that, by the way. Yeah, yeah you know, I just, Massive I'm, I'm, I'm always hard. interested. Big, yeah. What do those dopes see? What are those like, guys that never played see? We, we talk about the no, <laughs> we talk about, you know, zero momentum from last game. Yeah. And I, I agree with that, but I do see where the carryover comes in. What did Dallas actually have last night? Like, did they, were they really a threat out there? Not Besides score, Joe yeah. Pavelski, that scared me when he had the puck on his stick yeah. because of his history and because of his uncanny nature to shove it up the flames, you know what. I was nervous then, but other than that, I'm like, the flames aren't great, but Dallas has nothing. Like, they looked they looked like their tank was empty to me. They or they were, were so focused on not getting scored on. Yeah. And they know that that's the only way that they can win a hockey game. They're not going to crack it open with the Calgary Flames. So they came in here. We're going to just ugly this one out of there. I think they thought they were in a great position going into the third. And maybe that bit them just a little bit too. But who doesn't love a tight, checking, oh, defensive yeah. game? Boomer. Yeah, I know. That's Loves right. a strong yeah, who word doesn't, for that uh, first 40 minutes. Jeez. Who doesn't love that for sure? Who doesn't love a good two-week coma? <laughs> there was a lot of grumbling going on in the stands last night, let me tell you. Oh, it was oh. that first one, too. Everyone just sunk a little. Like, mm. like people in that building have been paying attention to how the series has gone. That first goal felt like a seven-point touchdown, right? 
And I don't know, you you go back, as I said to Ryan, you start looking for a turning point. And I guess if you know how the game ends, you can start to see things without that cloud over top. And it becomes one nothing, and then Dallas is very comfortable. They're they're very happy. We'll ride this thing home, baby. We've done it before. We'll do it again. We've taken the crowd out of it. Before the end of the second, you had Gaudreau, with that cross pass to Coleman right in front, and he just misses it. Now, it's, you know, it, a lot of those plays where you just sift it at the net, and the, you need a lot of things to go right for it to go in. It's maybe it looks more dangerous than it actually is, but that happens. And then Dylan Dubé cuts in and goes hard to the net. That was twice in a 30 second span, basically, before the end of the second, where if you know how it ends, you can look back and say, okay, but. Did they start to come on? Did they press? Where at the time it felt like pretty low percentage. It looks looks good, but you're not going to beat Ottinger that way. And then you get to the third, and the glove save off of Backlund from the Manjapani pass. And then Coleman gets it deep, and I don't know what happened with Suter. Was it Suter and Hawkins? The, the two stars players, one's got his, Suter's got a stick caught in the armpit of the other, and Backlund's all alone to tap that thing in. And it felt like that there was there was a break you just weren't going to get last night. Yeah, and it was there to me the difference in the game before as well was the the way that the Calgary Flames cycled the puck and they just couldn't seem to get that going either. So, like you say, you you look back on it and all of a sudden they get a few little offensive opportunities. It doesn't feel like much. I would agree. I didn't feel like the tides are turning, so the fact that you're able to reflect on it, look back on the tape and see this might have been yeah, yeah. an opportunity. But even at the start of the third, you weren't getting that feeling that, wow, we're, we're really taking this over. I kept waiting for those like long shift in the Dallas Stars end. And, you just thought Ottinger was going to – what's it going to take to beat him? Because this series – it's taken perfect shots. The Rasmus Anderson shot, five on three, howitzer, bar and in. Like, that's what it's taking to beat this goalie. And they're not getting close to that kind of a quality chance. So they get a break there, a bit of a breakdown. And I said, how did, how did Manjapani do it? How does, how does a wrister, it's, it's a perfect shot, but man, I, I just would not have guessed that it would have been a shot from distance that would have beaten him last night. We were talking about surrounded with a few of the fans in the stands last night. It's like, it's probably going to take something unorthodox that Ottinger's not ready for. Yeah. Because, you know, they're trying to open him up. They're trying to get him to move as best they can. But Dallas is sniffing out all those passes. Was Ottinger ready for that shot? I mean, it is absolutely labeled. It's an incredible shot. It's and it's going 100 miles an hour. But, and I don't know, does it go off a stick? Did, remember Don Cherry would always say, hey, defender, keep your stick out of the way if it's a shot, so let the goalie see it. It was still from far enough out, but I think what it, it, it was such a great shot. Give that man some credit. That is an absolute Unbelievable, laser. unbelievable shot. It was moments before all of them kind of mayhem started. Did you guys see Mange take a run at, I think it's Hackenpah? behind the net, yeah, and he does a complete lip stand, and he gets buried into the boards. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, he's going. <laughs> There's a kid that's trying to make a statement, and he's trying to do his darndest to get this thing. Takes a run at where the 6'6 six, six defender. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, so good good for him. And I'm sure we you've talked about it enough this morning and what a little sit down by Daryl. He looks like a genius again at the end of the game, getting his guys going. And 
88 showed up to play, and what a third period. Yeah, and there's the two sides of that, right? There's the coach sitting the guy down. There's also the player and the ability, the want, desire to respond. No, don't don't pout. Here's your opportunity. And you know what? It started. Started the game. That line started the first period. So it's mm-hmm. it's over. You're out of the doghouse. It's nothing personal. Make Go get it. Yep. And that line was really good. Coleman was... Coleman was a dog last night. You needed him, too. This is what you brought him in right? for. All we heard since the moment he was signed was playoffs, 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 playoffs. And yeah. rightfully so. Last two cups, he's got rings from him. Put Raffle on his wallet there. Yeah. Series yeah, you, can't, for him. you can't put a price on consistency, right? Like, he is, even when he's not having an impact, he's having an impact. Because he's, he's forcing defensemen to move pucks quicker. He's bumping defensemen. He's going to the net, making guys really work in their own end. And when you get the whole team doing that, it's fairly effective. And he's fairly contagious, Blake Coleman. There was, it was a statement game we talked about for Johnny after two nights ago. Penalty shot, took that knock in the first period, comes back, gets the big goal, leads the team. Almost identical for Manjapani. Gets crushed twice early on in the hockey game, left for a few shifts, then comes back, and then finds a way to get the, uh, the game winner. And... Even Trevor Lewis last night, right? It doesn't. It's an empty net goal. That was a monster. Didn't that feel like a, that was a huge goal at that point? And he, veteran savvy, get on your horse, get down there, put that thing in. It was there. Then I felt like oh, I can breathe now. I, I feel like I could breathe now. Two goal lead. Yeah, I don't That's think right. we needed to go through another fifty some seconds. Didn't need any uh, down in the flames. Then that was kind of nice of him to hustle down there and put it away like that. And yeah, people were just that. excited for that empty netter as they were the second one like it was some serious relief for flames fans so how are you holding you were at the game last night might have been yeah really hey you're going to games you're going to the concert tonight do you wear your jersey or my jersey sarchi on the back no no that's a little aggressive i think is it i actually gave it to yeah. i gave it to my daughter and she was out there in that crowd uh you sent your daughter in the out red in that? lot I didn't send her. What kind of father are you? She chose to go. That's where we're at. Shoddy parenting right there. Yeah. I thought I thought better of you, Corey. I didn't know you'd be just that loosey-goosey. I thought I was going to, I thought I would, you know, maybe put together a good argument as to why she couldn't go. thought I might just save my energy. That's a bit of a uh, snake pit out there. There's some things going on in that crowd, I would imagine. You got 5,000 people together. Boomer. Let's just leave it to What's, the Oh, sorry, I, I didn't mean that necessarily. <laughs> uh, Please to be joined. Our next guest, we're here. We're back in the basement. It's our spot, uh, Valerie Ball with the uh, Calgary Health Foundation. It's here. No more no more early birds. No more uh, bonus this or that. It's time. This is it. This is it. No more mucking around. Yeah, that's right. This Mi- is it. All the way till tomorrow at midnight. That's midnight it. Midnight tomorrow, the deadline to buy the tickets. We've been pretty – I think we've been pretty – uh, pretty kind about it you know we've been very suggestive you know so hey you know what why don't you yeah. get your ticket that's that's it this buy, is it buy your bleeping tickets right <laughs> we're gonna right. and if, if we're gonna start going door to door we're not taking no for an answer don't make yeah. us resort to that where where are we at now in terms of ticket sales oh we're doing pretty good i think yeah. we're we're over about 85 ish um, but, I mean, you, you have to get in for this. We're going to have a coach's talk with you right now. That's right. Sit you down. <laughs> Look in the mirror. Really uh, reevaluate re- your life. Get your life in order and That's get right. your tickets. It's easy. CalgaryHospitalHomeLottery.com. Now, I saw here that, because we've talked about the other prizes. you got the uh, the early bird and the bonus prizes. We've given those away. 
so were you part of those giveaways? Because yeah. I know that's so. What, I get I'm, to make a couple calls because I'm looking here and I'm seeing. I, I want these two to be happier. They don't. I, I, I would expect more from uh, from these two for winning the uh, <laughs> for winning that because uh, that's that that's a. That's a, that's like the early, the early bird. Yeah, yeah. I, I want more emotion. I want people. Well, so buy your tickets cute. and be happy when you win. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that's all I, I ask. Own, it would be nice for you to cry a little. Yeah, like some that, emotion, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't want to ask like a lot, but maybe a little bit of like tears. You know maybe the work that's gone in to putting yeah. all this together. Now, granted, you exactly. Did pay and the money goes to a great cause, and that's very. But it's life changing. It's incredibly life changing. Yeah, and and like pick up your phone, like. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. People we, don't pick up their phones anymore, but because I know we, nice we there was that we used to do that too. Is we whether it was one of the early birds, you got season ticket or whatever. Hey, we're gonna call them and we'll do this. It's like let's pre-record, yeah, rather than go live because you just never know. And then even the pre-records, it's like okay, <laughs> no one's answering. Yeah, like, we're we're really a, a we don't yeah. answer phones. People now, don't in answer fairness, anymore. I don't answer my phone, yeah. so I'm. But imagine, imagine like actually picking up the phone. Like I've had this happen. Like pick up the phone and I'm telling somebody you won like the fifty fifty. So right now the fifty fifty is over three million bucks, right? Or yeah. sorry, the fifty fifty is over two million. Over two million. All sorry, right. I just jumped it a little bit. But two million bucks. So so you, I phone you and like I'm telling you won over a million bucks. Yeah, yeah. Some people are like, can you please tell me each number? Like I need to write it down because it's like so big. Like, I just need to write down oh, so each you, of those numbers. You, that's when you should just say, oh, yeah, I got the wrong number. You're, you're an idiot. You, you should not be trusted with this much money. If, if You know, if this is what we're doing, I'm joking, of course. <laughs> so now with the, the deadline is tomorrow at midnight to buy the tickets. Yeah. When are we doing the whole, when's, so how long does it take? We got all the tickets. When do we give everything away? May 31st is the oh, big announcement. boy. Yeah, it happens pretty fast. Yeah. Now, Corey, Corey's bought. You're building a house. You're doing all of this. We, it, it would still be good on you. You could have two, right? It would be much easier just to win one. Just win one. Then you'd yeah. have one in your area, up in the northwest, then down here. If you come down here to visit, which you never do, you come down, have a barbecue, come visit, be a nice guy. You can just stay here when you get all hammered and banged up. You don't need to go all the way back to the northwest. A beautiful vacation spot on the lake. That's right. Bring my boat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'd be one of the only guys. Yeah, well, we've got a we got a couple of homes. Oh, uh, one in, you live in Calgary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The kids are in school. We're good in Calgary. And where's the uh, second one? Ah, uh, Calgary. <laughs> Vacation home in yeah. Calgary. Oh, it really? is a different climate down here. It is. It definitely courses green up earlier. Much drier. Yeah, yeah less windy. Yeah, it's quite a uh, quite from, a treat. From what I've seen of this place that we're broadcasting from, uh-huh. it's very stunning. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it, quite. Nice. I could I could live here. Yeah, you yeah, could live very just... well built. Right here in the theater room. You don't have to go very far. There's very, a, there's very a bar comfy. right outside. Yeah, perfect. couple TVs. All the necessities right where you need them. So is, is there like a, a, a ratio? Like people that win it, do do they do they all take it? Do some people because some people will sell it? I know that it wasn't it the last one. They're from they're from out of town. They're yeah. from Grand Prairie or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, you're gonna move to Calgary. It's a, maybe a different thing. What's is there a ratio or a percentage of people that end up Life's yeah. good with with the money, but we will probably sell the thing. Or how does that go? Yeah, I think you know. I think it's a lifestyle thing. Yeah. I would say you know it just depends on who it is. Like you mentioned, they're out of town. It's harder to keep the house. They put it on the market. Yeah. Somebody that wants to live in a show home that maybe didn't win can can still have that opportunity. Um, but I, I always say to people like, just give it a year too. Like, you know, you're moving here in Mahogany. This community is absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. They're building out. 
the south here just incredibly. The, so the amenities are amazing. You're on the water. They got the jazz club down the street. They got the steakhouse. Good times. You know, you don't know. You you might become a master chef and figure out how to work all those fancy things in the kitchen. I don't know how. Just put all push all the buttons. Something's going to turn on. (laughs) It's literally one of those things. You walk in the kitchen and there's an appliance. Like I don't know what this does. It's it looks very nice. It's very fancy. Coffee? Is this my coffee? I'm going to go with coffee. I'm going to go with that. Boom, you know your way around the kitchen. You I do. You know how they all, what they all do. I Honestly, I was like, I think this is a, co- I think it's an espresso machine maybe. Or it yeah. could be a steam microwave. Yeah, or it could be soft serve. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> either way, it's something yeah. cool. It's, you know, yeah. once you start opening it up and getting oh, yeah. it in there, you'll figure it out. Well, you figure it out. And I feel like this kitchen's, you know, one of those kitchens where you're like, play, like, where's the microwave? It's like kind of hidden. Yeah, know? yeah. You know yeah. those kitchens. That's how you know it's fancy. Like when the microwave's just not sitting on the counter. Like, yeah. Right there. I guess we don't need to tell people that a three million dollar home is nice and it's fancy, but it's fully <laughs> furnished. It's on the water, and more importantly, of course, is that uh, the money goes to a great cause. Calgary Health Foundation. We talked about it. Women's health. One of the focuses this year. That uh, there's 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 so many great causes and needy causes. You some yeah. get lost in the shuffle and this time around it won't be women's health so that's yeah. great yeah it's uh you know we've supported foothills for over 30 years with this lottery so that's millions of dollars that we've been able to invest in healthcare. and you know i think i think of all the things i've been part of opening new operating rooms advancing cardiac cath labs uh supporting different you know programs across a variety of care but we've never really talked about women's health that much and it foothills is actually home to the specialty women's health programs and and there's a lot of things that women go through there's a lot of diseases that impact women differently uh so finally getting a chance to talk about it and now it's it's time to put a spotlight on women's health i i get you to run through it's just the easiest thing calgary hospital home lottery there's a big thing click here and you click there and it's you're done in about a minute Mm-hmm. And Basically. you can add on there too if you want to get in for that fifty-fifty. No, there's the fifty-fifties yeah. and the the whole th- hundred days of winning. There's yeah. lots of opportunity to a support the hospital, of course, but it could be a win-win for you. Cars, trips, stuff for a great cause. Um, th- there's nothing else. This, is there anything else to really people? By now, people know. We're just now you, you know you- what it is. Stop being lazy yeah that's stop right. you gotta get in by tomorrow and that's just get it. it done midnight tomorrow midnight may 13th and uh and then later this month could be you getting that phone call answer your phone when val calls that's all we're asking that's right buy your Please tickets and be around your phone awesome thanks we'll see you upstairs you bet go figure out what that thing does upstairs i don't know what that slurpy machine i don't know what the, i don't know what it is we'll break here we'll come back and chat with dave randorf it is now staving season. The Tampa Bay Lightning, they are back-to-back Stanley Cup winners. To make it three, they need a win tonight. They are taking on Toronto, who oddly, uh, the whole, all of that, all the hand-wringing that the Leafs have had over the years could end tonight as far as getting past round one. We'll talk to Randorf when we come back. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. You're locked on Boomer in the Morning. Sportsnet 960, The Fan. Live this morning in the theater room of the beautiful show home here in Mahogany. FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com. Like I've been telling you all morning, the website, FoothillsHospitalHomeLottery.com. Get your add-ons. Get your 50-50s. Get your tickets before midnight tomorrow gets the drop-dead deadline. 
to get those tickets done and to uh, help support Calgary Health Foundation. Boomer, Ryan Pinder, and Corey Sarich, former Tampa Bay Lightning defenseman, who will be watching. Well, you're going to be at Chris Stapleton tonight. You're going to watch uh, the big man uh, get into the Tennessee whiskey wow. tonight. I guess so. You <laughs> sound very excited about it. I am. I'm a huge fan, yeah. big country fan, but it just there's a lot of good hockey games on tonight. Well, and there's only at... four elimination games, Corey. I know. And there's hockey, and t- I mean, it's, you're getting old. You can't run with uh, the dogs anymore like you used to. That's going out every night. Two nights in a row. I know. Back it's to back. Tough. Way above my quota. Well, you know what? Our next, uh, our next guest, if you can't, he'll let you know. Dave Randorf, play-by-play voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning. As I don't know what the, the I, I've been fascinated. Dave, thanks for coming on. I just, I, I'm not a Leaf guy. I'm not a Leaf hater, as you might guess, being up here in the, Corey, Sarich is, is pointing at himself. Being in the West, it's kind of one of those things you, you're supposed to hate the Leafs. You have to hate them. Well, I have for, in the past, you're forgetting uh, I'm from Vancouver. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't need to tell you. I find it a little more difficult. I don't hate. I find Marner and Matthews. I find this to be a, a more entertaining, fun to watch, tougher to hate kind of a team than maybe it used to be. But I also have, I've watched this team for long enough. I feel like there's there's no way this whole we can't get out of the first round thing. It's not just going to end. Not going to do it in six. I feel like it's uh, it's got to go to seven. On the flip side, what's the mood? <laughs> For for Tampa, because I know for on on one hand it's hey you've won a couple cups you're almost with house money if you don't win uh, it's you know there's no no shame in that but that's not John Cooper that's not that team and that's probably not how you win back to back cups what's the mood around the team and obviously fans as you get ready for this huge one tonight yeah yeah well uh, thanks for having me on boys uh, I will address Thank the Chris you. Stapleton dilemma at the end of this interview because that's right. an important thing that we need to discuss, flush out once we finish our business here. But, um, yeah, you know what? This team, uh, no, listen, they, they, are, they don't have their foot off the gas. They're, they're, there's no resting on their laurels. Like, we got some two beautiful rings and, and you know, guys, that we'll, we'll put our best foot forward and see what happens. If it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. That's not this group at all. It really, really isn't. Um, they, if anything, I believe, and in fact, I know, John Cooper used a quote way back at the beginning of the season. I even want to say it was in the preseason, and he's never used it since. And maybe they have T-shirts that they keep behind closed doors. Uh, He he called it uh, rare air. We have a chance to put ourselves in in, in rare air and and do something that hasn't been done in 40 years and to truly be talked about as one of the all-time great teams. And, And that's totally fair to win three in a row in a salary cap era, nonetheless, would be it would be something it's already you know back to back is already special but to do it three years in a row uh you know in, in this day and age where everything has changed and the game is better and team there's more parity and all that stuff and the salary cap constraints and you lose three key guys an entire line that was that was uh crucial to your success in the previous two championships to do it all again would be something very special so I, I truly believe that that is i don't want to say extra motivation this team doesn't need motivation they've got leadership they've got character just uh, galore in that room what they it, it's almost ec- extra recognition extra realization of something that, that they can use uh, for a game like tonight when they face the elimination they've only faced elimination once in the last two years and that was game seven in the conference final last year here at home against the islanders a night honestly i will never forget in terms of atmosphere and intensity is a one nothing game 
you know, you want to talk about locking it down. Uh, they, it was very intense. They, and they scored in a shorthanded goal by Yanni Gord. And uh, so anyway, this, this group is, is well aware. And the other stat that everybody's trotting out here right now is that they are 16-0 and since the start of the 2020 playoffs after a loss. Vasilevsky's save percentage in those games is 9.45. So he's still, for many's money, the best goalie in the world, especially in these situations. Uh, and uh, they just need to put forward 60 minutes. That's been their problem. That, that's been Toronto's problem. This series has gone back and forth. Nobody's won two in a row. A lot of the games were lopsided. The first, uh, you know, even the first, you could, you could say the first four games were lopsided, but the fourth game was 3-2 with two empty netters, so I'll give you that one as being close. But the other three were kind of lopsided. And, uh, and you know, then we got a real barn burner the other night in game five. So um, I think you're going to get a very one last big giant push by the Lightning. You're going to have to knock us out to, if you're going to take us out kind of situation, you know, trot out every cliche you got because I think that's what you're going to get tonight from Tampa Bay. Well, and a lot of the experts out there are pointing to the fact that the Leafs can't lose in seven, Dave, unless they win three. They've taken their part. They've done it. So now Tampa just has to win the next two, right, if I'm correct? Um, yeah, yeah, they have to win two in a row. Yeah, they're down. They're down. Yeah, that's three. right. Yeah. Is that a trick question? What do you? Talking? No, no. It's just you know what? It, it, it's 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 just that it's all, it's these playoffs that. are so good, and it's the scar tissue, right? Like the Leafs in a first oh, no, round no. game seven again would just be peak drama. And I think what you you talked about with rare air and and what Cooper's selling there, people need to realize how incredibly unique this is. Back to back is so hard. Like the Kings couldn't do it. The Hawks couldn't do it. You know, only a team with Malkin, Latang, Crosby, uh, Flurry, and Murray could could pull that off in the cap era. And three would be absurd. And I guess when you put two firsts and two prospects on the table for a third-line guy at low money, that tells you how committed this organization is to try to do that. Yeah, and, and the players, too. You know, I, I you know, Corey can speak to this, how important your room is and culture and leadership and character and all those words that we on the outside often use. But it matters. And now that I'm around this team on a, on a daily basis, I see it. You know, it, it, you know, the, it begins and ends with Hedman and Stamkos in terms of their uh, – they, they set the tone every day on and off the ice. Two pillars of the organization, two guys whose numbers will hang from the rafters and, and mill out statues outside this building just as they do. Dave Andrichuk, you know, hoisting the cup out in front of the building I'm sitting in right now. And guess who scores the first two goals when they really need it in game five? Now – they obviously let that 2 nothing lead get away. But uh, so what people tend to forget, too, with the back-to-back Stanley Cup runs is that they, they won two cups inside the span of a 12-month period. You know, you kind of have to wrap your head around that one because of all the COVID rescheduling and the pauses and the stops and starts. Um, you know, that's, again, the only guy in this conversation that can really, uh, really truly tell us how difficult that is is the guy who played, and that's Corey. But uh, – it's it's a tremendous amount of intense hockey with a lot of uh, a lot of miles, you know, along the way. And you roll into this season. Did I see any physical fatigue in this group? Not really, you know, not any more or less than you would see in a normal 82 game season. What I definitely did see was some mental fatigue. No, no question about it. I think they would um, they would admit that, and probably have admitted that along the way as well. It really, kind of hit in the month of March when they were really busy, a lot of games, most of them on the road. And, and uh, they were first overall at one point in January, if I'm not mistaken, and then started to you know scuffle a little bit in, in March and and got their game together down the stretch, but truly didn't look in championship form. So 
They've shown spurts of it here, but uh, um, they still have the core. They've still got arguably the best defenseman in the world, arguably the best goaltender in the world, game breakers in Braden Point, which everybody in Calgary knows about. Uh, Kucherov, Stamkos had a career year, guys. I don't know if you guys know this, but he had a career, first time ever in 100 points, played all but one game. He stayed healthy. He only missed a game for the birth of a child at home, so it wasn't even an injury-related thing. So, uh, you know, he's had a fantastic season. So uh, they are going to go down. Uh, if they're going down, they're going down kicking and screaming. They're, there's no lack of motivation, no malaise, no apathy amongst this group. Dave, I'm curious. Um, when I got to Tampa, and that was back in early 2000s, fan base pretty beaten down, nothing to cheer for. The 90s were not real easy on the Tampa Bay Lightning, obviously being an expansion team. By the end of our playoff run in 0304, we had really garnered some attention. There was really a community feel there, and you amazingly were actually noticed within the community for being a hockey player, and the community embraced it. This team has had success two years in a row. They've won two cups. The fans weren't able to be as involved as they had liked. Is there a real buzz in the community? Like, what, what's your sense of the community down there? Or are they a satisfied group because, oh, we've won two Stanley Cups? Like, what is the feeling down there in Tampa surrounding this year's team? Yeah, the whole Tampa Bay area. Well, well yeah, you know what? I, I've, this is my second season. And as you guys know, I'm well, well, well-versed and very familiar with all the Canadian markets, including Calgary and Edmonton and Vancouver, where I'm from. So this is my second season living down here, and I've learned a lot about the history and the ups and downs uh, ownership-wise and team-wise and, and the, the group that you had, Corey, and, and you know, how it, it started to build. It, you know, it's amazing to think. I did an interview with Phil Esposito, who's the founding father of this, this franchise and still is around all the time. He does the radio color uh, on a nightly basis, and I did an interview with him last year at what would have been center ice of where they played their first game at something called the Florida Fairgrounds. And it's exactly what it sounds like. A rec center arena that, that sat maybe, maybe 10,000 people, low ceiling. And I stood on this concrete floor with Phil Esposito and said, this is where you guys played your first game? Really? And he goes, yeah. And, and uh, we had a chuckle about it and, and talked about, you know, how far the franchise has come now with three Stanley Cup championships in a span in which no Canadian team has won once. So this market, to answer your question, has it's a hockey town. Yes, they got the Bucks here, and, and Tom Brady's about to enter another season here, third. Uh, and the Rays are a competitive team. But trust me when I say, guys, this is a hockey town. It's a Bolts town. I see Bolts flags, shirts, hats, bumper stickers, license plates, all. And, and I have since I arrived here uh, last year. Uh, the place is, it's always been one of my favorite rinks to come and do a game as a visiting broadcaster because the atmosphere is always packed. Tonight we'll have, you know, Thunder Rally outside, uh, um, packed and jammed, watching on the big screen. And and just like what's going on in Calgary, by the way, that looks awesome. I am loving watching those images of what's happening uh, with the outdoor uh, viewing parties there, uh, watching the Flames. But uh, this is, it's it's not a novelty down here. It's not like a gimmick. <laughs> yeah, I still get that question a lot from my friends in north of the border, and it's it's nothing like that. Uh, it's a knowledgeable hockey fan base, passionate, and uh, they they – and it's a different, it's a different fan base down here. It's not, I hate to say it, it's not as hypercritical. They don't analyze things to death down here to the point where they're criticizing this, that, or the other thing. They're, they're just all in. They just want to win. And uh, they, the support is, is there, and you really feel that too. 
So winning cups makes you less critical. That's what I'm hearing. I like that. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? It's different. We in Canada, you know what it's like. You've got a show where you open the phone boards, the postgame yeah. show with Pat Steinberg and all that stuff, and it's about drilling down on this guy. And, I, you know, I didn't like that yeah. drill in the, uh, you know, the eight-minute mark of the third period, all that stuff. And, and I get that. That's what Canadians, that's what we do. It's our game. But to, here it's just a difference. We're all in. All our chips are right in the middle of the table. Let's go in. And it's, it's kind of a fun environment, especially this time of year. Dave Randorf, our guest here on Sportsnet, the obviously Tampa Bay Lightning uh, play-by-play. I know going back to last year when the Lightning were closing in on, on another cup, and John Cooper afterwards, I know on the, on the ice when they were celebrating with the cup, it said they had the conversation in the room that they knew the team was changing, salary cap, contracts, all of that. Let's. This is a very special group. Let's finish this the right way. And then they did. And there have been some changes. And then when Calgary went through, Blake Coleman got his, his Stanley Cup ring. And to hear John Cooper talk about Blake Coleman, just how you miss him as a player, you miss him as a person. And that, that line of he and, and Barkley Goodrow and Yanni Gore got so much attention. Now... Paul comes in from Ottawa. You get Hagel in from Chicago. You try and replace that. But is is it different? Do you feel like it's different? You can't lose those kind of quality people and personnel and just insert similar players. Do you feel that the room, as far as the the emotion that way, has changed? Well, you do the best you can. Uh, you know, make no mistake about it. I've said this many times, and I'm pretty sure that. Julian Brisbane and Cooper would agree. They do not win, despite all the stars, and there's several of them on this team from a goaltender on out. Despite all that, they do not win the back-to-back cups without those specific three guys playing on that specific line together. They started every period of every game. They blocked shots. They scored key goals. They killed penalties. They, they did whatever they needed to do. Uh, man, I remember a, sh- a shot block by Barclay Goodrow with about five minutes to go. In game five of the Stanley Cup final off the stick of Shea Weber, and I was <laughs> just crippled him. Uh, and uh, he was back out for the next shift. And, and that was a that was a one nothing game too, by the way. <laughs> the night they they won the cup. So and and you you guys have gotten a good look at what Blake Coleman brings to the table now. You know you, you can't just look at his stat line. It, that's not how he is measured. In fact, from what I understand, it got a little late last night, so I didn't stay up and watch the whole thing. But I listened uh, till I fell asleep. But uh, who was all over that comeback? Well, you know, Blake yeah. Coleman it was, what I understand, he was all, right? He was all over that uh, thing, and that's exactly what those three did. Yanni Gord had close to 20 goals on an expansion team. Barkley Goodrow, you know, contributed to the Rangers, and, and you, you, you're you getting a good look there. So how do you replace it? You don't. You, you, you know, you, you hope for the best. When he, when Julian Breesbach gave up first-round picks to acquire both Goodrow and Coleman, everybody was like, what? And, you know, he had the last, say, and I don't want to say the last lap because that's not Julian Breesbaugh's character, but it certainly worked out. Their pro scouting really came together. And they're hoping it has done the same thing here. Nick Paul has been a revelation here. You know, I, I certainly saw enough of Nick Paul having done a bunch of Ottawa Senator games in my time at Sportsnet, so I wasn't completely foreign to him or certainly didn't. Uh, he wasn't as much of a surprise as a lot of people around here who didn't never really see him at all. Um, but having said that, he's exceeded all expectations. He's taken the most face-offs, and now he is centering a line that is starting to start most periods. He's on a line now with Ross Colton, a, a guy that they drafted and developed, a fourth-round pick, 
who has really come around with his first 20-goal season along the same molds that we're just talking about, and Brandon Hagel on the other side. Hagel's taken some time. This is a guy who uh, you know, had 21 goals, I think, when he came over uh, at, at the trade deadline, but he was playing with Kane and Taves and Debrinkit, and, and they were told to just go. And, and if we're going to score goals, you guys are going to get it, so just go. And he had, he, then he came into this room, which is a far different situation. In fact, he said to us uh, privately, he goes, you know, when I was in Chicago, our system to get, it out of the puck, get the puck out of our end was just get it out. That was our system. Just get it out. And then I come here to, to Tampa Bay, and there's multiple options, and there's a plan, and there's detail, and I didn't know. I, I, did, I was lost. So it took him about t- at least 10 games to settle in, and now he's doing that. And um, so, you know, right now, that is that line. Nick Paul between Hagel and Ross Colton. And it, are they going to get it done? We'll, we'll see. Uh, are they doing a good job? Yes. Are they as effective? Probably not. Uh, those those other three in the previous two years set a very very high bar and and had a little a lot more experience. Keep in mind, Hagel and Paul are playing in the playoffs for just the first time ever. Uh, the last time Hagel played in the um, playoff series, he was with Red Deer. So um, you know, uh, it's been a while for him. Could you give us a sense of how nuts? Uh, the Toronto market is right now with this series. I mean, we've talked a lot about the pedigree of the Lightning. Somehow the Leafs, uh, as a 2-3 matchup, have to face this Tampa group. And uh, look, it's it's been blowouts each way for the first four and then the rally. I mean, you know that market well. Can you put into terms what's happening in Toronto and you know maybe how, how high the tension or anxiety is? Can one of you Google biggest roller coaster where where the biggest yeah. roller coaster is in the world flags. and what amusement yeah. park does that exist <laughs> yeah. is that yeah. disney world is that some wacky you know dubai you know Maybe roller coaster they built that? that's right yeah yeah it's probably there so take a, a, a screen grab of that and that is and then just put in leafs fan base honestly it, it is it's like that they, you know they're they're sky high when they shut out the lightning in game one and then they're going and then the Lightning go in there and, and run the show in game two. And it's like, oh, my God, geez, this is not going to happen. We're playing the Lightning. And then they win in game three here. And it's like, yes, we're going. Let's start getting the Bears ready. And then they lose. They get hammered in game four. And it's like, oh, God, this is not going to happen. It is – it's so uh, – I don't want to say funny because, I listen, I get the passion. And Leafs haven't won since 1967. And they've had some heartbreaking losses for sure. That even, even fans outside of that market can – if they are honest with themselves, can kind of go, yeah, that's a lot of kick in the uh, in the uh, kicks to the onions <laughs> over the years. It's, and 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 I've got buddies of my own who've been season ticket holders and have lived and died with that team. So uh, it is up and down right now. Right now, I know, having just been there yesterday before we flew out, they are ca- very very cautiously optimistic. They've got an upper hand here, but they still know who they're dealing with. And they know they got to come down here and win a game. Uh, and they want no part of game seven because the, the show callers will be on pretty tight then. But, <laughs> but that's, that's the fan base. And that's the, and that's the, the media, too. I, I really do like what I'm seeing from this Leaf team, i got to admit. You know, uh, look at, look at the, all their big boys. The big storyline in Toronto is, of course, is the, uh, what is it, five consecutive losses in the first round. And in those five years, the core, the core guys have been there the whole time. We're talking Marner, Matthews, Nylander, and Riley. And all four of those guys stepped up big time in game, uh, game five, all four of them. So, and Jack Campbell, you know, to his credit, 
got yanked, got the hook down here in game four and came back and was, and was down to nothing in our hurry. And then he shut the door. He was a big, big part of, uh, of their win in game five. So uh, we'll see, you know, we will see. It's, it's a very compelling game six here tonight. The worthy opponents uh, on either side. Yeah, you'll be happy to know it's uh, King Deca in New Jersey, the 45-story roller coaster where you go from zero to 128 <laughs> miles an hour in three and a half seconds. So, so it's close. There to you go. King's that's kinda, that's yeah, the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very nice. That's the one. That would that would be that would be a way to you know illustrate what the fan base is like in Toronto for sure. Well, I was looking this morning, and I don't know if it's accurate. If it's on the internet, it's got to be true. Uh, it yeah, says oh, yeah. here that the uh, the Lightning have won three playoff series after being down three to two, and uh, one of them happened in 04, apparently. And we don't want to talk 04. anything about that. Sarge, you can keep your mouth shut over there. Don't bring up anything. Three <laughs> uh, two. It's a it's a you know. It but it, I guess it can be done. Is what we need to tell you. So it can be. Oh, done. sure it can. Yeah. Sure can. I mean, I, I don't put much stock, and I don't even think Corey would put in much stock into a, you know reaching back to '04 and, and trying to build any kind of momentum in the room because it's just a different group entirely, obviously. But uh, yeah, I've learned a lot about the history of this. Yeah, I've, I've learned a lot of Corey about the history of this team and talked to obviously your old teammate Dave Andertruck all the time as part of our broadcast team. What a great storyteller he is! My goodness, guy's got stories galore. And uh, I yeah, I had a so, like you know, I, 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 oh, he's, he's unbelievable. I've been around him now for two years and I don't think I've heard the same story twice. And all of them are beauties and he's been around. So including here. And so I've, I've become very familiar in learning a lot about your group and how special it was. And, and really, for cool, you know, yeah. put this, it really put this, this franchise truly on the map to what they have today. I feel for Corey. I, I, he would have he would be noted as a great storyteller in Tampa, but everyone here is like, "Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. No, we don't want to talk about that. Sorry, Corey. Anything else? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, oh, I get oh, it. That's the only cup. Okay, it. no, we don't want to hear that. No. Yeah, yeah. So, so before we let you go, do you have any uh, any pointers for Chris Stapleton coming up oh, tonight yeah, at the Dome? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I understand this is a dilemma because there's a lot of great hockey on tonight, and it was, it was a great night last night to sit on the couch for sure. Um, but I've seen Stapleton twice, and if you are even remotely a fan, Corey, go enjoy. It is he is spectacular. He's awesome. What a what a what a guitar player. What a singer. So go. Just do your you know PVR man. Put your phone in your pocket. I won't text you with updates from Tampa. How about that? I will not text you with any updates. I and just that. Uh, keep your phone in your. Don't look and try to get through it. And then PVR is the way to go because then you can zoom through commercials and things like that. So. Uh, but don't uh, don't sleep on Chris Stapleton. It's it's a fabulous show. I have been fortunate enough to see him once before. Oh, wow. this will be my second go around, okay. and I'm always impressed. If a person can sound like their record, that is the that is the compliment yeah. of compliments for an artist. And this guy is special. Yeah, he's money. I'm going to see him uh, down here in uh, August. I think it is so. Um, again, that'll be my third time. So yes, uh, enjoy, my friend. I'm I'm a little jealous. That's going to be an awesome show. Cheers, thank you. Always appreciate your time, man. You you do uh, you. Do, I mean, short notice, tight turnaround. You're always there for us. We appreciate it. Thanks, Dave. And man, there's going to be a lot of eyeballs on that rink tonight. Uh, enjoy Ooh. every minute of it, and uh, looking forward to Game Seven. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> thanks a lot. Uh, it. Uh... It's uh, my pleasure to come on with you guys always, so thanks for inviting me. And, yeah, you know what? This is 
as a fan player broadcaster, these nights are, are a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to it. And and listen, uh, enjoy the rest of the playoff run down there. That's something special you got going on for sure. And I'm, I'm definitely following that. No. See you in a few weeks, maybe. Who knows? Fingers crossed. Why not? Let's do it. Hey, appreciate you, man. Be good. Thanks a lot. See you guys. You bet. Dave Randorf, play-by-play voice, Valley Sports, Tampa Bay Lightning. Now, here's the thing, Corey. you got some connections. You do have a network that's very powerful and informed. Can you get, like, a opening set, hit the stage time from someone on the facility management, Saddle Dome events? Because you can work backwards from that. If you know exactly what time, and I'm going to need to give myself this much time to get to my seat, and I don't want to rush. I'm I sure the opener's here. great, but you don't need to. Like, you, you know. can work backwards. I think there's still some hockey for you tonight if you want. I think you're mistaking me for someone else who's very well connected. I know you must have you must have the wrong guy. <laughs> oh, right. A guy who's, like, you know, up to speed on Twitter and Snapchat and those things and right. can pull some strings. You're not, hey? Mm. No. Just... Snap face. Uh, right it's the chat we'll talk about the uh we'll we'll get back into last night's game flames kind of pull one out well not kind of they did in the third three unanswered to win it by a score of three to one they head off to dallas today for a potential clinching game tomorrow staving tonight the out-of-town scoreboard and what you want to talk about all coming up we are live at the foothills hospital home lottery beautiful show home the grand prize 2.7 million dollar grand prize show home your chance to win it it's easy go online buy the tickets but you have to do it before midnight tomorrow it is the absolute final deadline midnight tomorrow for the Cayenne, the Porsche Cayenne, the $225,000 cash, the $3 million grand prize show home, all the other prizing, you got to get in and get it done before midnight tomorrow. Coming back, Sportsnet 960. The-